Welcome to MPO's first attempt at a bit of a prelude to the NFL season. Uh, we're going to discuss the NFC and potentially look at what chances all the teams have or have not had or will not have, I should say. And I'm joined by Woody and everyone's favourite um, panellist, Jeremy Worf. How are we going, guys? guys? Welcome to, welcome to <clears throat> part, part one of our NFL preseason spectacular. Well, spectacular will be graded on your performance and Woody's performance, I would imagine. So, no, I'm hopefully. okay with spectacular. I reckon we'll, li- we'll live up to the billing. Uh, live up to the billing. Wow. Anyway, <clears throat> we will um, hit the uh, footpath and get rolling. And we're going to start with the East. And just to let people, all the listeners know which teams actually fall in the East. The artists formerly known as the Redskins, which I don't care if it's politically correct or not, uh, the Washington football team are in that uh, little uh, segment. So are the Eagles, which I believe is a bit of a hidden interest for Woody, correct? Oh, not really hidden. <clears throat> no. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't call it hidden <laughs> at all. And the late, great Don Lane's favourite team, the New York Giants. And obviously the team that matters, the team that also um, influenced a genre of movies that you've got to be over 18 to watch, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, the uh, <clears throat> America's team. That's right. Now, we've come up with and, a... And few... just remember, people, the uh, the logo for the Dallas Cowboys <coughs> isn't actually a logo. It's a rating out of five. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> we don't necessarily um, take on board some of the verbal diarrhea that comes from our panellists. You just, <laughs> oh, gotta, just, you, uh, you just have of... to learn how to filter it, listeners. Bit of revelry <clears throat> in Germans just to start the show. I like it. Uh, so what we might do is um, start off with... Um, a question around the Cowboys because they're the team of interest for myself and uh, me being the novice of the NFL like I am because to me the NFL is the Cowboys and that's where it starts and stops. Uh, The first question goes, does their season hang on Dak Prescott's shoulders? So is it all up to Dak for the um, Cowboys to move on after the regular season into the playoffs? Well, it, it would be all on his shoulders regardless of how bad, good or bad his shoulders is, because uh, I, de- I doubt without him they'd be much of a shot at the playoffs. So uh, does this season hang on Dak's shoulders? Yeah, it does. Uh, more In more ways than one, Woody, because his shoulders aren't really holding up very well. No, he's um, he's got a lot of issues at the moment. Um, so he obviously had that bad ankle break last season, and... Um, He's had all sorts of issues that the, I think the Cowboys are trying to downplay it a bit, actually, with his shoulders and elbows or whatever it is, because they've gone and um, got in touch with the Texas Rangers and the New York Yankees um, to see how to deal with the injuries he's got. So um, that can't be good news for your throwing arm, I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't have thought so. I think, do you think they're, uh, uh, do you think it's a bit worse than what they're letting on? Yep, I absolutely do. Um, and, well, if he goes down, they're in trouble, aren't they? Um, yeah, look, fully, yeah. Pe- fully fit on paper. And I say on paper because this division has a tendency of just going to the team who 
just isn't bad. Or not the best the, team, just or, the team or that's yeah, the least yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. Or the, the, the team, the least bad out of the four teams generally wins this division. So um, when when Dak's got all his weapons there and is firing on all cylinders, I think that's probably enough for him to win the division. Um, if he's lame, it just opens the door for the other three teams, I think. So I was just going to, just before you go, Woody, um, what do they have in reserve if he does break down and he is actually only got one arm and it's not his throwing arm? Not Andy Dalton. Absolutely nothing. They do not have a reliable backup quarterback. So they would be Um, in desperate need of Paul Crew to come out of retirement from Hollywood. That might be the case. Might be the option Mm. that they need to look at, I think. Um, But look, the, the joke last year was that um, it's, it's the NFC least, and that's doing the rounds again. Um, and I don't think there's any arguments that this is going to be the worst overall division in the whole NFL. But the fact that all teams are pretty much equally as bad, it actually makes it a very interesting division, I would have thought, Jez. It's also, look, it's always interesting because the Cowboys are in it. And it's always interesting to you because the Eagles are in it. I think it's also interesting to the general punter because the general punter knows sort of how bad the, the division is. So um, I think eight, I think if, if you, a nine and eight record might win this division in a canter. Um, yeah, I think it's, well, you, you may not need a winning record to, to get through. Um and you might... just don't know. You just don't know what you're going to get with any team, do you? Yeah. Opening night. Opening night. <coughs> sorry, opening night against Tampa. You're just going to mark that down as a loss. Um, see, I'm sort of on the other side though, because um, <coughs> is this this is probably as big as it's going to get for the Cowboys this year, isn't it? Opening night against the defending champions. Yeah. This, yeah, and this could at, actually be their looking Super at the Bowl. Schedule. Looking at the schedule. <coughs> Yep. Look, look at the, looking at the schedule in its entirety, you'd mark that down as an L. If you just looked at oh. it flat, if you just looked at it flat out, <clears throat> yeah, but, absolutely, you do. Yeah. But saying that, guys, weren't Tampa slow starters last year? They were. Yes. They were. Yes. Yeah. yeah we'll get to we'll get to them a bit. Later, <clears throat> but, um, no, but I mean, you did say that, that you're marking them down as an L, and my question is, they were slow starters, weren't they last year? Yeah, oh, they I'm were. Go- but I'm I go- also go- think somewhere <clears throat> with this. Um, even a a Tampa Bay that's only at 75% of their potential should still take care of um, the Dallas Cowboys, I would have thought, because their, their, their defense was their Achilles heel last year. Um, they haven't done a whole heap really to, to strengthen that. They got Micah Parsons um, in the draft. He was their first pick. He, uh, I think he was the best defensive player in the draft, so they did very well to get him linebacker. But um, they've got a lot of holes in that defense. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Offen- <coughs> offensive line is solid as always. Um, Zeke- Zeke's just got to stay healthy enough to get through the season. Um, so if we're gonna if we we're gonna mark down Tampa Bay as an L, we'll just say we do that. Yep. Uh, they got they're they're at charges, home to Philadelphia, Carolina, then the Giants. Then they're at New England. Uh, by the time they hit New England, they might be four and one. Well, that's right. Their season might be over by then. 
The um, but like I said, you just don't know what to expect with any of these teams I, in this I, division. I look at the I look at the games after Tampa Bay is very winnable games. So I'm I'm saying they could very well be four and one by the time they get to New England. They had quite a few winnable games last year and um, didn't win them. Too. See, I'm on the other side though. I think that their um, their defense will um, potentially cause them to leak a lot of points, which means. <clears throat> Um, for the neutral fan, the Dallas Cowboys are going to be a must-watch, aren't they? Because you're not going to see too many low-scoring affairs. Well, no, you're not. Uh, but those those four teams that they're coming up against after Tampa, they're not. They don't, don't exactly scream out here. We're going to score forty points. So. No, but I just with think, the, that, with the exception maybe of the Chargers, if Herbert gets on a run. Well, that's right, and um, I, I just think um, that that there's too many. Question marks over the Cowboys. I mean, they could they, they might be four and one, but they could be easily, just as easily, you know, two and three or or something like that at the same point. Um, a lot of games are 50-50 for me. Yeah, yeah, I'll just strength the schedule at the start. I just I wouldn't be surprised. <clears throat> wouldn't be surprised if they're four and one. Oh no, that's right. But at the same time, I also wouldn't be surprised if they're one and four. No, no, no. That's just that's just part of watching the Cowboys, isn't it? All right. Well, yeah, that's we've, right. we've had enough slander on the Cowboys. We might move on to um, the next uh, team in that division that we've got a question written down for, which which is the artists formerly known as the Redskins, also known now as the Washington Football Team. Are they a dark horse in the NFC due to their stacked defence? Mm, are we sure the defence is that good? Um, I think it's the best defence in the division. Yeah, I'll give you that. And and to be honest, you only like we said, you you only need to win maybe eight games to clinch this division. Um, so if their defence is on point, there's no reason that they can't go four and two or five and one in the division. They certainly can, but it's, uh, I don't know. It was. Was last year last year a bit of a fool's gold? I mean, they was all right. They played the Eagles, who were just getting used to Hurts. They played Forty uh, ers who were, had Nick Mullins. Um, they were playing the Bengals, and that's that's the game that Joe Barrow went down. Um, I'm just just saying they played they played a lot of teams with sort of backup quarterbacks, and may may have made them look look a little bit better than what they actually were. Um, potentially, but. It- at the end of the day, you can only play the team that you're up against on the day. Yeah, no, yeah, no, um, no so that's not their fault, is it? No. Um, is, in terms of the question, are they dark horse? Uh, in, the, in the entire NFC? Are in they in the whole horse? NFC, yeah. I think they're probably the bookies' favourites in the division. Yeah. But, but So if they do win the division, how far can they go? Would you back them in a, would you back them in a divisional round game against Green Bay? Um, absolutely not. Yeah, that might be as far as that, I go. That, that might answer the question, then, hey? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, got, I, got an, I got another question for you. Just a, a question without notice. Um, so they, so they got Jamar Chase, and he's great, right? Uh, no, they don't have Jamar Chase. He's at the Bengals. Oh, so not Jamar, <laughs> not, <laughs> not 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 Jamar Chase. Um, oh, who's that? So they've gone and got Curtis Samuel. No, I mean last year. Who they draft? Who did they, who did they draft last year? That defend. 
Oh, Chase Chase Young, you talking? Chase Young, sorry, yes, yes, I had it half right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so they drafted Chase Young, and he was great. Um, mm-hmm. Do they still regret not drafting Herbert? Um, no, I don't think so because I think in the next two or three years they might have the best defensive player in the league, whereas. Um, they go and get Herbert, fair enough. They're, they're a lot more solid on offense, but he's not going to be the best player in his position in the league, is he? No, he isn't. Yeah, I mean, maybe long-term. In, time, in terms of winning long-term, um, having, having Chase there, it was just a question I was thinking about because, yeah, Herbert was passed up by a lot of teams and uh, Washington was one of them. Yeah, that's right. He sort of fell to the to the charges, didn't he? Yeah. Okay, well, just on that, it might be a good time to jump on to Don Lane's, the late, great Don Lane's team, the New York Jets. And the question we have is, can they win the division? Also, is Daniel Jones a bust? So we'll leave those two wonderful, challenging questions to our panellists. Um, um, I think they absolutely can win the division. Um, just because that, um, like we've said, it's so much unpredictability with each team. But um, each team could just as likely finish top as they are to finish bottom. You just you just don't know. Um, Daniel Jones going into year three really needs to show something, or his career is just about over. Uh, I think he's shown enough at times, but the problem is pr- more with their offensive line. Um, that being said, though, they did go and get um, Kenny Golladay from the Lions at wide receiver, and they've also drafted Kadarius Tony in round one. So they're going to have some options to move the ball up the field. And um, Saquon Barkley also comes back. So Yeah, Saquon's healthy again, which will help, which will help Jones. It'll have a... No, a, that's right. They're not going to be as reliant on Jones, are they? They're going to have a, a, run, a running back that they can trust. Uh, and that's why I think that we can't really sleep on the Giants. Uh, so opening schedule, Denver at home, at Washington, Atlanta at home, at New Orleans, at Dallas, uh, Rams at home, Carolina. They'd fancy themselves. So they could be five and two after that schedule, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's that, ridiculous to suggest. Yeah. They'd fancy themselves against, uh, of course, against Washington and Atlanta. I think, yep. I think I think I think the Broncos are real sleepers. We can leave that for the AFL, uh, the AFC. Yeah, that's right. We'll worry um, about that when it's pertinent. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, but, I tend to agree with you. Um, New, we don't know what to make in New Orleans yet, so it could be a winnable game for them. But uh, and uh, Dallas is just a toss up. So um, yeah, they could if they if they if they're three and three after six, I think they'll be pleased. Yeah, and I think, as I said, like the the team that wins the division isn't going to need a winning record. So if they're three and three after six, they're really on track to to finish eight, nine, or nine and eight, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, eight and nine, nine and eight. I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna win the division. Um, Daniel Jones, uh, do I trust him? I, no, I don't. I don't trust him. Um, he hasn't he hasn't shown me anything yet for me to trust him. So it's all. It's all laid out in the plate in front of him at the moment, so I haven't really, we haven't really got much to go on thus far, have we? 
No, that's right. And as I said, the the offensive line is their issue. And um, if you've got a bad offensive line, um, they can make any quarterback look bad, can't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got their offensive line is pretty bad. So, couple that with you don't know you don't know what Daniel Jones is or what he what he will be. Um, that's that's the thing that's going to make it tough sledding. Um, that might and that but that still might be enough to get him to eight and nine, which would give him a shot. Yeah, but does, does Daniel Jones need to be a top fifteen quarterback for them to win the division, or could they get by with him being? Maybe around the twentieth best. Um, no, I think he. I think he needs to be solid for them to do anything. I think he needs to be good. They can't just rely on running Saquon for seventeen games. Uh, the the Browns relied on on a running game last year, but I mean they were yeah, a better O line, but. Yeah, they had a better, um, they had a better yeah. O-line and they were two pretty good running backs. If you... That's right, but it's not like we haven't seen a, a run-heavy team do well before. Yeah, yeah, you know, he could he, he could be put in a position by his coach <coughs> to be a, a game manager. Um, still remains to be seen whether he can even do that. Yeah, the problem is, though, after, after Saquon Barkley, um, they probably don't have too many more really reliable options at running back. I mean, you can't rely on him to run it 30 times a game for 17 weeks, can you? No. no uh, yes, no, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit iffy on the Giants. If I were to pick any of the teams to really fall off and finish on the bottom, it would probably be the Giants, surprisingly. Okay. Well, that might be um, enough on a team that hasn't won the Super Bowl since 2011 and probably won't win it at least until 2030, from what you lads are saying. Um, we might move on to a team that, unfortunately, is very close to Woody's heart, the Philadelphia Eagles. And we have a couple of... Um, well, this is what we'll be discussing. I won't say we've got a couple of questions, but this is what we'll be discussing. They have a lot of young um, offensive talent. Can they make the playoffs or win the division? Now, as we've already heard before the lads answer this, it sounds like you could throw a blanket over this division. So let's hear what they've got to say. Yeah, well, I don't think they'll be making the I don't think they'd be making the playoffs as a wild card. I'll put it that way. Now there'd be no wild card coming from this division. <laughs> no, I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought so. But uh, as as we were saying, throw a blanket over him. If a lot of things go right for them, um is uh, Hurt's going to start? Absolutely, Will. And there's big raps coming out of him that from preseason saying that he just got better and better um, as the camp went on. We obviously didn't get to see him much in the preseason games. Not that they mean a lot, but um, he, um, actually, this is probably probably my bias speaking here, but I'm actually a bit bullish on what they can do. Um, so Jalen Hurts, if he can become a reliable and, and trustworthy quarterback. Um, you got Jalen Rager, who's shown potential. Um, he really needs to step it up a gear, though. Um, couple him with Devonta Smith um, and Zach Ertz um, during the week after initially requesting a trade has now said that he wants to retire in Philly. So, um, and couple him again with Dallas Goddard. And um, I know, Jeremy, you're... You're pretty optimistic about what Miles Sanders can do. Mm-hmm. Um, the offensive side of the ball for 
the um, Eagles is um, it's a risk versus reward thing, really, isn't it? Like you just you're not sure what you're going to get with all of them, but the ceiling is pretty big. The ceiling's pretty big, and they've still got names on the defensive end as well that can make plays. So no, they have I, one one being Alex Singleton at linebacker. Um, yeah, he had a really good last season, and he looked good in preseason as well. Um, but it's more the secondary. There are the big concerns, and um, outside of Singleton, there's not really a linebacker I trust. So we could be susceptible to giving up a lot of running yards. Yeah, you think we'll see any of Mincher unless Hertz gets injured? Well, I'll pose another question to you. So we, we did go and get Minshew. Um, if Hertz does get injured, do you go Minshew or Flacco? I would go Minshew before Flacco after seeing Flacco in the preseason. <laughs> he looked really bad. <laughs> yeah, fair and enough. I, and I, 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 I would reckon you can care. No, I do. I, just, I was just wondering which way you take. I think Gardner Minshew um, is good enough to be a starter. So although I'm happy that we got him, I don't think it really makes a lot of sense for him, especially when you look at some other teams that um, are struggling or not confident in their quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it could be an audition for him. If if Hertz gets injured, um, Minshew comes in. You wouldn't, you wouldn't throw the season away, would you? Um, you would trust him. I think you'd you'd trust him to to be solid at the very least, more so than Flacco. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Flacco, um, just collecting checks at this point, so. So just, I'll just run you through the Eagles' first six games, Jez. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, actually, and and let me see what you think that they might be might be looking at for there. So they go Pittsburgh, New England, the Jets, Falcons, Niners, and then the Cowboys. So, yeah, uh, I know. No, I'm not counting preseason. Atlanta, 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 not 49ers, Dallas, Kansas City, Carolina, Tampa Bay. That's right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, not, not counting preseason. So I started yeah. the preseason. So, yeah, yeah, sorry. We go Falcons, Niners, Cowboys, Chiefs, Panthers, Tampa. It's, it's a tough start, really. It's especially rough, if, if they, rough, drop, the, if they drop that game to the Falcons, um, gets very tough from there, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a must-win, really. That first-up game, and five out of the last six games in the uh, in divisional the whole, uh, divisional games as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Throw in throw in at Denver as well, which is I don't think is going to be an easy task. No, that's um, right. Yeah, I might be changing my pick from likely to finish bottom. <laughs> look, just looking at the schedule there. But you never know. <laughs> it's, um, you never know, Woody. Uh, how optimistic are you? Well, as I said, a lot hinges on the offense. I think um, if Hertz can can um, build a bit of chemistry with Rager and and Smith, um, and then you know you got Hertz and got it at at tight end, there's a chance that they can be moving the ball up the field um, with some regularity. And yeah, as, and as as we've said, the defense is still solid. So okay, yeah, solid enough, and. Um, it's a bit of a, a bit of a Aussie flavour and a bit of a um, a bit of uh, interest for Tim as well. So Jordan Mylato, he's actually been named the starting 
starting tackle, um, which is big news for him. But um, the punter for the Eagles is Aaron Sipos, Tim. Who, uh, unfortunately, we know had a bit of a crack at AFL and was probably on, um, when you look at the standard of kicking in the current game, would probably actually now get a game in the AFL because he was such a, a um, great field kick and a booming kick. So it's great to see him kicking on and probably make a lot more uh, coin for himself being a um, kicker or is it a punter? He's a punter. So a yeah. lot, lot, more, lot more money for a lot <clears throat> less work. That's right. He might, might only have to get up a couple of times during the season. So that would be good. Uh, so we might um, move on after we don't want to get turned into a St Kilda podcast. Um, we have enough trouble with other um, subject matters turning into Geelong podcasts. So we'll just roll on and we will get into the North um, Division and we'll start off the Packers, which always have a bit of interest. And um, the question we have for, for uh, the panel... What impact will the Rogers saga during the off-season have on the team? Now, before you go into the impact, for all us novices that probably don't know what the saga was, maybe quickly give us an overview of the saga, then hit the question. Well, he basically only showed up for training camp a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. <coughs> and um, he, he uh, initially said that he wanted to be traded um, because he doesn't like the general manager. And um, for lack of a better word, he was being a bit of a diva. And then when he realised that um, he probably needs the Packers more than the Packers need him after the promising pre-season that Jordan Love had, um, he decided to come back. And uh, so now that, he, now that he's back... Well, it's all, but the it's it all it's always a saga for when Aaron's when Aaron's at the Rogers, isn't it? It's always some type of saga, some type of. Uh... Um, it, it seems that way. I don't think that um, he's easy to deal with, and I don't think he um, is going to be that much of a positive influence on the locker room because it seems like he likes things to be about him all the time. And let's be honest, he's. A very, very good quarterback, and he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about that. But um, at the end of the day, he's 38 years old, um, and he's got a pretty handy contract for a 38-year-old, let's be honest. So I don't think he's in a position where he should be complaining too much because he's not going to get a better situation at any other team than he's got right now at Green Bay. Well, the last couple of seasons have had... They've uh, finished... They finished, uh, say, 13-3. Yeah, 13-3 the last two years. Made the AFC Championship game and just fell at that hurdle. Uh, NFC. I will, uh, I, I, I will uh, suffice to say, losing um, uh, losing their offensive linesman, uh, whose name escapes me, Bakatan? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was probably the reason why he got sacked five times against the against the uh, Buccaneers in the AFC Championship game. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he's going to be out for match of the year too. So, that first, it's a real danger game. Their first game, it's uh, at New Orleans. Now, 
we just we're not going to we're not going to know what we get from New Orleans, are we? Let's let's be um, clear. No, no, we're not. But um, <clears throat> I think it's a it's a danger game for Green Bay, nonetheless. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, New Orleans will be very fired up with their new quarterback and new system. So it could it could be a banana skin game if they get through that. Um, very winnable games, save for maybe at San Francisco in week three. Yep. Um, well, yeah, you would expect them to take care of um, <coughs> most of those teams there. So even if they drop the Saints game, drop the Niners game, they're still going to be probably six and two before they come up against Kansas City. So yeah, they've got a very favourable start to the year. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, that, that. That's that's a that's a uh, regular season game to mark on the calendar. That one, at Kansas, um, absolutely. At Kansas City. Yeah. Yep. I think yeah, that's that's definitely one to um, keep an eye out for because um, <laughs> it's going the the hype around that game is going to be massive as well. I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so. Yeah, the the loss of the offensive linesman might hurt, might hurt them early. I think so. I'd if I would have put my house in it, I wouldn't I wouldn't say they go thirteen fourteen three. No, that's right. But you'd <coughs> you'd still be backing them to win the division. Definitely, yeah. yeah the, the okay. division they're in. All right, so we'll move on to uh, the Bears. Um, is starting Dalton the right choice? How long until Fields takes over? So obviously you're going to discuss a bit of a transition plan by the sounds. Well, it's not a transition plan by design, really. Um, they obviously offloaded Mitch Trubisky. Um, I think he ended up at Buffalo in the end. Yeah, he got to Buffalo. <clears throat> um, which is a great get for Buffalo um, if something happens to Josh Allen. Um and they, they signed Andy Dalton and promised him that he'd be the starting QB, but um, they didn't expect Justin Fields to fall to them in the draft, and that's thrown a massive spanner in the works. Yeah, so uh, I, I think I think they're even unsure who they're going to start week well, one. Well, Nagy's still saying that um, it's going to be Dalton, which I don't think is a bad thing for it to be Dalton first up because um, they are at the Rams in week one. So... That would be a very tough start for Justin Fields <laughs> if, if he was yeah. going to be thrown into the deep end there. And then uh, the first eight weeks, they play the likes of Cleveland, uh, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and San Francisco, and at Pittsburgh. <laughs> yes, yeah. pretty, pretty, uh, pretty rough for the Bears. Yeah, that's right. There's a winnable game there against the Lions as well, though. But yeah. um, well, Lions now, all that being game. said, though, um, Mitch Trubisky did get them to the playoffs. He did, yep. Um, so that would suggest that their roster is probably good enough. I, I'm not. I, I'm not sure that I'm banking on them to go seven and one this year uh, in the first eight games this season. Oh no, not at all. But let, <clears throat> I don't think they're they're a horrible side. They're they're probably more likely to be an also run. But um, yeah, they're they're going to be uninspiring. Um, I think it's probably the best best word for it. Yeah, no, look and looking at their schedule, I don't think yeah, I don't think they can get I don't think they can get enough wins there. So so let's look at their schedule. So 
we'll, we'll assume that they would lose to the Rams. They'll beat Cincinnati, lose to Cleveland, beat Detroit. So they're two and two. <clears throat> this is where things get really rough. At the Raiders, then they play Green Bay, then they're at Tampa, and then they've got the Niners. So it could fall in a hole um, their season by the time they get to the bye a couple of weeks after the Niners. Um Maybe around week eight is the time you really start to look at, at fields, if not before then. Yeah, it depends how short your season is, I suppose. But uh, it's, it wouldn't be a bad thing for fields to maybe sit and watch for, for the first year. Now, I, back to the, the first part of the question, though, is starting Dalton the right choice? I'm probably going to be in the minority here, but I think it is. Um, you, you'd like to think that you're going to get if you've got a good quarterback in the draft, that you're going to get a good 12 to 15 years of service out of them. So what's the rush to make them start week one in their rookie year? No, there's no, there's nothing wrong with them just sitting, sitting behind them and learning and learning from the experienced quarterback as well. And let's uh, be honest, Andy Dalton isn't horrible. No, no, he's a solid QB. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's, he's he gets a bad rap, I think, because of um, he spent a lot of time in Cincinnati. But um, again, he still got them to the playoffs a couple of times in his tenure there, so he's definitely capable. Yeah, you know, he, he, he uh, he's he's definitely capable. He's, he's capable of uh, treading water until Fields is ready to go. Yeah, and, and yeah. there's no reason that that can't be this whole season. No, yeah, we, you like, might see, yeah, you might see Fields get a go in games here and there, but not no, that's right. There's no no re, no need at the moment for Fields to be starting games. No, I don't think so. Okay, okay. Um, just um, is it fair to say that Dalton gets the best out of his abilities and plays within his limits? He absolutely does. And yep. that's, that's not a bad thing. If, if you've got a, a roster full of guys that get the best out of their ability. And know, um, and know their limits. Exactly and know right. their limits, yeah. I was going to say, let's be brutally honest, the guy that's possibly the GOAT isn't the, probably the most talented quarterback getting around, but he knows how to use his limits and doesn't go outside of it. No, exactly right. You need to have a bit of game sense and awareness and a bit of um, football IQ about you. And I think it's those intangibles that um, have helped Dalton have the career that he has. Yep. Okay, so we might move on to the boys from um, Detroit Rock City, the Lions. Mm. And the question we have, which pretty much must sum up um, their chances, is do we even care about them? Now, that's... Quite a harsh question, but well, uh, well, this probably won't take very long. The Lions segment. Um, well, what do, what do, what do the Lions fans always say, Woody? The uh, the Lions are going to lion. That the Lions, they are going to lion. Um, what what do they have that excites you? Certainly not Jared Goff. No, <laughs> yeah, just seen Jared Goff the last year and a half. I'd, I don't know that I'd be excited to be landing him. Um, no, De- no, DeAndre Swift is a more than capable running back. Yeah. Um, uh, he'll get a lot of reps too. And um, I think their best player 
um, was their first pick in last year's draft, Penny Saul. I think um, they've actually done all right to get him. I think it was pick seven in the end. I'm surprised he slid down that far, being the best, the best tackle um, in the draft. And tackle's probably the most important position, I would have thought, after quarterback on any side, Jeremy. Yeah, well, let's face it. Um, any team, any team looks look, looking at the schedule and seeing they've got the Lions there, they're almost going to mark that down as a W, aren't they? Oh, they, they are. Um, but at the same time, um, you've got they've gone and got Jared Goff out of necessity with the um, Matt Stafford trade. Um, <clears throat> getting Penny Sewell in that off- offensive line is actually quite important. Um, with that trade because Jared Goff is by no means a mobile quarterback. So he's going to need that time in the pocket. And um, Penny Sewell is actually going to offer him that time and that protection. Yeah, they're actually not the worst offensive line in the yeah, league. That's, that's right. No, they definitely strengthen that with getting the best offensive linemen in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's sort of everywhere else that they struggle. Like, you look at their um, defensive backs, Jeff Akuda, he was their pick, first pick last year, and he was um, underwhelming, um, to say the least. And uh, just – and and because because I've been so been so low and so down for so many years, the uh, NFL have decided to go easy on them and give them San Francisco, Green Bay, and Baltimore for their first three games. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't yeah, help, does good it? On the NFL. <laughs> um, but looking <laughs> looking at their schedule, um, I don't think it's completely inconceivable to think that they might go zero and seventeen. Yeah, you, you could very well be right there. As I, as I was pointed out before, the other teams will look at them on the schedule and almost mark it down. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they've got the Bengals in about week six or seven. Um. But there's there's no no team that you're going to look at the Lions' schedule and say yes they're definitely going to win that. Yeah, no. Um, I think we might be looking at the um, or outside of of the Texans. Um, we might be looking at the worst team in the NFL um, when we when we look at the the Lions, and I'd suggest they could very. I'd almost. Guaranteed, I'll be the worst side in the NFC. Yeah, okay, that's a that's all we want to talk about. Lions, really? That's what we do. I was going to say, um, a glowing to, endorsement. Let, let's just take ourselves back to Rocky Three when Clubber Lang was asked, "What's your prediction for this fight?" And his response is, "Pain." I think that sort of describes the Lions. That's going to sum up their season, pretty yes. much. Yep. Yep. All right. So we'll move on to the Vikings before we take a short break. Um, now, the Vikings, how good can Justin Jefferson be? Mm, can he be can – could he be a Julio Jones? Um, I don't think it's inconceivable. Um, how big is his ceiling? Um, who knows? Um, he's he could be wearing an Eagles jersey too, but let's just <laughs> put that aside. Another, another matter. Um, so last year was his rookie season, and um, he put up fourteen hundred receiving yards. Um, pretty reasonable. I would say that that's reasonable. Um, could he be a top three wide receiver this year? 
That's probably the question. Yeah, what he is, what he's to them now what um, Stefan Diggs was to them before Stefan left for uh, for Buffalo. For Buffalo, and I, I think he's just fitted in there seamlessly, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, they've got they've got um, Adam Thielen there, who's no slouch at wide receiver, um, but Justin Jefferson pretty much took the mantle of number one straight away. Which yeah, yeah. really just goes to tell you the talent that he's got. And just imagine imagine how many yards he put up if he didn't have Kirk Cousins throwing in the ball. Well, that's right. If, if, if he had a, a, a bit of a better, more reliable and trustworthy quarterback, I mean, he, he could have been a lot better. Um, but obviously, he can't pick his quarterback. But... Um, I think the good thing is about last year is Kirk Cousins can actually have faith in in Jefferson to get him out of trouble. So it's a, it's a bit of an interesting yeah, year ahead for got, the Vikings. They've got weapons. They've got the makings of a decent. Well, offense. they've got Dalvin Cook there as well, don't they? Yeah, they got Dalvin. Um, they, they got Dalvin Cook. They got Rudolph and Field, and um, they've they've got us. They've they've got they've got pieces. No, I don't know. I would say Dalvin Cook's probably. A top top five running back, would you suggest? Yep, and he receives as well. Yeah, that's right. Well, he was he um, had the third most receiving yards for them last year, and again as a running back, I mean he put up fifteen hundred yards as well. So that's that's more than impressive enough. Um, and they got the makings of a, a really potentially good season here, but the NFC. Um, has some really strong Super Bowl contenders where I think the Vikings are a really strong playoff contender. And and the gap between being a playoff contender and a Super Bowl contender is actually pretty big. Could they could they finish second to the Packers and have enough wins to get into wildcard, being the seven playoff teams? I wouldn't. That's not inconsistent. Um, well, it depends how, how many wins can they have. A nine and eight mm. is probably not going to be enough to get you a... Um, a wild card, is it? No, probably not. But uh, it's it's not. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a fantasy su- to suggest they could sneak into a wild card. No, I don't think so. They they could potentially have eleven wins. I mean, they've got a a favourable start to the year before they get to the bye. They go Cincinnati, Arizona, Seattle. I think they're all wi- very winnable games. Cincinnati and Arizona, you would almost consider locks. Then they play Cleveland. They might drop that one. And then they go Detroit and Carolina. So, I mean, there's no reason they can't be 5-1 and one by then. No, uh, no they, they, they could be actually be in good shape, yep. Um, but obviously the problem is, is Kirk Cousins isn't really known for his ability to perform in the big games and the big moments. And I think, again, that's another intangible where they're probably going to be let down. But I think they've got a very, very good roster, like, on both sides of the ball. I think they're a very, very solid outfit. And um, I, there's no reason they can't win 11 or 12 games, I don't think. No, no definitely not. Like, definitely a chance to uh, sneak into the playoffs. For yeah, more. but I, I, I just don't think that they're going to do much in the playoffs when they get there. No, nah, um, nah, I think yeah. When the lights when the lights come on, I think uh, Kirk shrinks a little bit. And they did go and get another offensive lineman um, 
in the draft last year too, Christian Darasaw, who um, he he's a very very good player as well. I watch a little bit of college football, and um, yeah, he he's very impressive um, in that front line there. So a little bit more protection for Kirk Cousins is not going to be a bad thing. Um, might just give that little split second more f- to get um, guys like Thielen and Rudolph and Jefferson open and even um, allow um, Dalvin Cook to run up the middle a bit more too. He'll certainly help to if, certainly help if he's looking deep for Jefferson. Yeah, and I think that's probably where they're going to be the most dangerous is that deep ball. Yeah. But at the same time, it could also be be what lets them down with Kirk Cousins' reliability if, if it's a bigger moment. Okay. I, we might, uh, on that point, take a small break so um, people can replenish their glasses of water and, um, you know, maybe go to other places and um, take care of business. So we will be back on the other side of this break to discuss the South and the West. Well, welcome back, everyone. Um, We've had a small break and we will get back into where we left off, which we were about ready to discuss the South. And um, the first team that we've got listed to discuss is the New Orleans Saints. Um, Has Sean Payton been able to reduce the interceptions from, I think it's Jameis Winston. I don't think that's a typo, is it? No, you've pronounced that perfectly. He's a nail on the head. There we go. Where will Winston rank amongst quarterbacks at season's end? So... What do you think, lads? Yeah, you're, you're in on Jameis, aren't you? I am all in on Jameis. I actually think, um, well, you look at look at this setup there at um, at New Orleans. I mean, they've had Drew Brees for a long time, so Winston has been able to learn a lot from him. Um, and and Sean Payton, um, obviously, will, will will have worked with him to reduce those interceptions, but. That also goes back to a bit of the Arian style where he actually likes the um, the quarterback to taste risk because Tom Brady even had more interceptions last year than he's ever had in any one single season. Um, so I just don't think that Winston's sort of a bit of a reckless quarterback. His style coupled with Bruce Arian's style to go for everything really was conducive to a lot of or, or limited turnovers, but um, I, I am all in on Jameis Winston. I think this guy, if, if everything clicks, and a lot of people will laugh at this, I think he's a, a smoky for MVP because you look at what he did in his last year at Tampa. He threw for 5,000 yards. That's the smokiest of all smokies. So well, that's, he, that's, he, almost, uh, that's almost Bob Marley-style smoky. Well, you look at his last year at Tampa. He threw 33, I think, touchdowns and 30 interceptions and threw 5,000 yards. If he can halve those interceptions, that is an MVP year. Yeah, it's up there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, can, you believe, can you believe in the preseason they're actually trialling uh, 
Taysom Hill. I, I, what I can't believe is Taysom Hill actually thought that he was the best option. <laughs> it was but, pretty pretty evident after a few snaps, probably that that was. I am I am all in on Jameis Winston. Make no mistake about that. He's he's going to be very fun to watch. Very interesting to watch. But let's not and get just the Saints... let's not get it twisted. Taysom Hill's thirty years old as well. It's not no, that's right. But just the Saints in general. Where do you where do you rate them, or or what do we expect from them? <laughs> They're a team that... The, the post-Breeze well, era. They're a team, along with uh, along with Pittsburgh, they're the team that are more likely to either be 12 or 5 or 5 and 12. Well, they won the, one, the last four four divisional titles. Um, are they, they going to go number five or... Well, not, I with, don't, not with Tampa there. They, they finished above Tampa in the division last year, but can they do that without Drew Breeze? No, they're not. If Tampa are who we think they are, they'll win the division in a canter. Oh, I think, yeah, that's that's accurate. But I think the Saints, um, I don't are think you, we're going to be that far behind them. I really don't. Well, are you uh, Sean Payton Coach of the Year buzz could be about? Well, if, if, if Jameis wins MVP, it means there's going to be a very big year for the Saints. And why wouldn't he be then? Because we'd be looking at a, a, a 13 and 4 or 14 and 3 year if that's the case, wouldn't we? Yeah, they've still got Alvin Kamara. They've still got a good defense. The offensive line is pretty good as well. Yep. Um, um, Alvin Kamara, he's. The only question he's a top is three, Michael, Yeah. He's a top three running back. So, top three running and, back. and not only a running back, he's a, a very reliable um, receiving option as well. Yeah, and uh, the only question mark is Michael Thomas and what, what type of condition he'll be in. Um, what kind of condition or what type of uh, mindset really yeah, as well? Yeah, either or, yeah. yeah. But, um, I mean, they've got, a, they've got a decent enough receiving core anyway. And I think one to look out for um, is Marquez Callaway. He had a couple of good moments in the preseason. Um, and not that we can read much into preseason as far as teams go, but you can look at individual players and what they might have to offer. And I think Callaway could be um, just one to watch. And Michael Thomas might love playing with Jameis because, let's face it, he's probably got twice as strong an arm as Breeze ever did. So. Well, that's the thing, and that's another thing that might um, open up McVeigh to be uh, – not McVeigh, Peyton to be – be um, in the coach of the year calculations because they're finally going to be a deep ball threat that they haven't been for a long time. Yeah, they, well, well, basically because they're going to be able to throw deep balls. Whereas, yeah, well, uh, that's right. They, they never they never had that under Breeze, and it's it's a new era. Um, Peyton's a very good coach, so you think he'd be able to adapt. And yeah, so he might release the shackles. <laughs> well, what what coach wouldn't want to be a deep ball threat? Yeah, if you have the option there, you take it, wouldn't you? That's right, and it, it's just another another option that they've not really had before. So, I think the Saints. Let's not write them off. I think they're more, like you said before about them being a twelve and five or five and twelve. I think they're much more likely to be that twelve and five team. All right, you're high on them. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere in between. 
Yeah. I believe it when I see it with Jameis. Look, I may have me Jameis Winston goggles on here. Yeah, but, um, you might. yeah I believe it. Look, I'm, I'm pretty high on him, and I've made hey, that no I, secret to that. I don't I, dislike I, him, by the way. I, I must say, um, I'll allude to Jeremy's um, Bob Marley reference. To all our listeners, it does not pay to be on the wacky tobacco like Woody was. Anyway, we will uh, move on. The Caroline Liner Panthers. Um, they traded for Sam Darnold, Darnold, yeah, our quarterback. Is he a bust or will the change of environment work wonders for him? And also we've got um, JC Horn was their first pick in the draft at cornerback. Are they a team on the rise? So quite a few um, little bullets thrown at you there, guys. So I'm interested to hear what you got to say. Carolina, um, a lot. Of, I, I don't know that I see them actually improving. Without without having a terrible year, they didn't have a bad year last year. And I reckon um, they'll, prob- they'll probably fall fall within that category again. I would have thought. Um, I think they've got um, one big positive, or one thing to get really excited about, and it'll help them climb up through the ranks. Christian McCaffrey is back. Um, and do not underestimate how big a deal that is because he um, he's, he'd be a top two running back in the league. I would have thought it's him, him and Derek Henry are probably the two best. Jeremy? Yeah, you're, pro- you're probably right. Um, how, how do you see the, the transition to Darnold going for him? I think well. I, think, um, I don't think Teddy worked out for him. Um, he's probably too conservative. A quarterback. At least Donald's got a, got a little bit of talent. Yeah, and how um, much how much of his troubles at New York Jets do you put down to the Jets as an organisation? I think a lot. I think under in a new environment under under this system, I think he's it's set up for him to flourish. I think. Yeah, I, I I agree with you there. I think this could be a very good year for Sam Donald to resurrect his career and probably put him in a good position to to make a lot money a lot of money in the next few years with a big contract. Um, but I just think it's going to be a good year all around for Carolina. Now, I'm not suggesting that they're going to make the playoffs by any means, but I just think they're going to see a lot of improvement. They only had five wins last year, and I don't see any reason that they may not be able to, to get that up to eight or nine. Um Bobby Anderson, I think he's in the last year of his contract, so he's probably keen to have a big year as well. They are playing. They are playing the NFC East. Uh, that does help. Definitely helps. Um, uh, the first first half a dozen games: uh, Jets, Jets, Saints, uh, Texans, Cowboys, Eagles, and Minnesota. So, how how perfectly is this set up? Week one. You get the Jets versus Sam Darnold or Sam Darnold versus the Jets, whichever way you want to look at it. Well, you know, that's worked out perfectly. Yeah, like yeah, especially yeah. for Sam Darnold. If he can Well he gets he, it he gets it out of the way, doesn't he? Well he gets it out of the way, but I mean, even if he just, you know, throws a couple of touchdowns and goes for three hundred and fifty to four hundred yards, um, that's a big middle finger to the Jets as an organisation, isn't it? Yeah, it would be we provide good theatre, particularly if he has a really good game. Um, 
And yeah, because they want to they want to have a few wins early because their their run home is pretty pretty rough. They got oh, uh, it is, but um, I think play a bit of confidence play early. twice in three weeks. The last three weeks of the season, so. a bit a bit of confidence early with a couple of wins isn't going to hurt, especially with Sam Darnold. And I think he's he's going to get one thing here at Carolina that he never had at um, New York, which will be a pretty big thing. Is he will have an offensive line yeah, of get sorts, some, get won't some, he? He'll get some protection. He will get uh, some protection, and he'll actually be able to show off what he can do with, more which, regularly. Uh, let's face it, he has zero protection. Oh, no, just uh, they offered up absolutely nothing for him. That was just a, a no-win situation for a young quarterback there. No, mm-hmm. one, no one could have done any better than what Sam Darnold did, and I'm not saying that he did any, any good, but... It was a, a no-win situation for whichever quarterback was unlucky enough to be there. All right, so uh, you're high on the you're high on the Panthers. I reckon they'll probably stagnate. Um, I, I think eight and nine is yeah. probably where they'll fall, and that's a big improvement. Like a three-win improvement is actually a pretty big deal in the NFL, isn't it? Yeah, it is. yeah, they're they're tracking in the right direction. Okay, well, I'm um, absolutely done with the Panthers discussion. And just before we move on um, to the next um, team that we're going to discuss, I just got a question for Jeremy Wolf because Jeremy loves his craft beer and we don't normally do plugs or um, ads. Just to spruce up the um, episode, I thought I might ask him, what is your um, brew of choice during this podcast, Jeremy? Uh, during this podcast <coughs> is the uh, uh, Rover Henty Street Ale uh, the, from the good, good folks at Hawkers do this one and uh, it's very, very, very tasty ale. And as an unauthorised plug, um, where did you purchase um, such a beer? Oh, I purchased it at uh, Uncle Dan's, Dan Murphy's, which, and is, which I how, frequent far too often. And how much is a box before uh, we move on? I picked up a box for about $53, which is very reasonable for a craft beer. And what's the alcohol percentage of the said beer? Um, it's 1.3 standard drinks. So it'd be about 4.3 or something? Yeah, 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 4.4, yeah. There you go. Well, there you go, listeners. So if you're a craft beer drinker, maybe give um, Jeremy's Poison of Choice a go. That might be the beer of the month. We might might do this more regularly. Beer of the month. We'll check in with Jeremy's beer consumption. And um, also remember, if you have a problem, there are services out there to help you. We'll move on. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are they the Super Bowl favourite? Uh, obviously, coming off a r- remarkable season last year, many would have said they weren't a chance at the Super Bowl. Uh, I think a lot of people were trepidatious because being year one of Tom Brady and they didn't know what they had. Um, now they're coming into the year two. They know, they know what they had because they were successful with it and they brought most of the band back together as well. So I think everyone's... What for for me the the defense started getting on a roll, creating turnovers, whatnot towards the end of last year, and that I think that that helped them catapult to the Super Bowl. It, all that's if if the if they can continue that momentum that that defense, uh, their offense won't have to do won't have to be spectacular at all, and they can still win games thirty eight to thirteen. Well, they won't have to be spectacular, but it is a very spectacular offense, isn't it? I mean, they've yeah. just got options everywhere. Yeah, there's, there's so many weapons, and the bloke driving the ship is pretty handy. He's 
is there a weakness there? I can't. I, it's difficult to see many. Uh, you might say you might say at running back there isn't a star, but uh, I, I'm pretty high on Ronald Jones. Fournette's back for another year. Fournette's back again. That they're running it back. They're bringing the as you said, they're bringing the band back together. Um, if there is a weakness, and it's it's a bit of a stretch here to call it a weakness, really, um, it's probably a tight end. Yeah, well, they got they got Cameron Bright um, and Gronk. So. Look, that that's a bit of a, a stretch to say that that's going to be a weakness, but let's be honest, um, they could probably get by with Gronk only playing maybe eight games until the playoffs. And then, no, that's right. And um, they've got um, hopefully OJ Howard can play a few more games too, um, coming back from injury. But um, look, if if you're a punter, um, I doubt you'd be betting against them any week. So they they are also playing against the NFC East. On the schedule this year, um, as and their own division, all, although not hopeless, is not the best either. Um, no, played, it's not. they got through as a wild card last year, but um, yeah, you'd expect that they'll win their division this uh, year. Sunday, Sunday night, October three at New England. So mark that down the current calendar. Is this the best defensive side in the league? In terms of making plays, yes. General, Shaquille Barrett mm, yeah, definitely Shaquille. likes to make a play. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just got stars everywhere, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Devin yeah, White, so. Jason yeah, yeah. Pierre-Paul. I mean, Pierre-Paul. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just they're coming back again. And that's the thing; they got they got playmakers on defense too. Um, yeah, I think I think Tom was enjoying himself last year because he was sort of allowed to just. Uh, He's allowed. He was allowed to be free, I suppose. Yep, and I mean, he is forty-four years old coming into this season, but um, he's also got a very, very good offensive line in front of him. And I think would Tristan Wirfs be the best left tackle um, in the league? And he's only um, what this this is year two for him. Yep, uh, yeah, and, and he he's all, play, already yeah. might be the best player in his position. Yeah, uh, that's a scary, scary proposition. If the, you know Tom Brady's going to be protected because he needs to be because he's forty-four years old and it's literally a statue. But um, but but I think Tom's ability is just being able to see see something straight away and get rid of the ball quick. Uh, no, that's right, and that's what yeah. um, Tim was talking about before is. I don't think anyone's ever accused Tom Brady of being ridiculously talented, but um, it's just those intangibles, isn't it? He doesn't have the best arm. He's not mobile. Um, and the, the the big attributes that you look for in the quarterbacks, he doesn't really have any of them, but it's those intangibles. It's the play reading ability, um, reading the play when it breaks down, um, being able to go to Plan B and C, and just see the see the field. It's just and uh, don't don't under don't underestimate him him reworking his contract and making less money, so he could sign some of the band back together. And he's done that his whole career, even at New yeah. England. Yeah, he's and I think... never he's never been the um in the top echelon of 
earners as far as quarterback position goes, but he understands that if he takes five, eight million less year to year, uh, it means there's more money for for them to build a better team around him. And as, respe- as respected as he is already, uh, the blokes he the blokes he did blokes he did that for. Um, he's only going to be suspected, respected threefold by them, and it'll show on the field. But he'd be a walking billboard for endorsements and stuff like that, anyway. So, oh no, that's right. He's got his TB12 <laughs> brand, so he's not going to be short of a dollar. Even yes, if they only probably, paid him ten million dollars. Yes. Nor, nor is his wife, by the by, by the way. <clears throat> well, there you go. Well, that's so, I don't think he's even the major <clears throat> breadwinner in his household. So. Well, knowing that we've still got quite a bit to get through, it might be time to move on to the Atlanta Falcons. And the question that's being posed, should they tank and go through a rebuild? So, um, yeah, go ahead. Hit me with your best shot. Um, Well, I don't think it's called tanking if you're genuinely shit. And that's pretty much all I've got to say about the Falcons. There's not a lot to like about them, is there? Are we sure they're that bad? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe, I might be clutching at straws. Is there a bit of a Ewing theory on Julio Jones? Um, maybe, maybe him not. Look, being even, involved. even if that's the case, what else do they have there? Yeah, their defense is terrible. Like they have gone and got Kyle Pitts, who could very well be a candidate for offensive rookie of the year. Um, but outside of him, um, I don't know. There's a whole heap else to like, and even Matt Ryan, um, yeah, well, yeah, probably not as reliable as as he once was, and I think there's signs of him maybe showing his age a little bit. And Matt Ryan's lost us a lot of money on betting over the years as well. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's difficult to trust Matt Ryan now. Um, look, I, I don't know. I, You've got your dark horses. I've got mine. It, it, they, uh, it, something tells me just uh, I'm going with the Ewing theory, just Julio Jones not being there might free up a few others. Um, but, but who does it free up? That's the thing. I, I'm, yeah. I'm looking through their roster now and there's no standout. I mean, there's obviously, obviously Kyle Pitts that they've brought in through the draft, but I just, just can't see where they're going to be able to will, really move the chains. We will get more of a tail when they play your mob round one. Well, Atlanta. look, I'm really just setting myself up to look stupid here after saying all <laughs> this, and, and they'll probably knock us over. But they play the Giants, the Redskins, the Jets, play the Dolphins, the Panthers, they play Jacksonville, uh, Detroit. There's some wins there. Oh, there's some wins, but is there going to be more than four? Yeah, and and they had they probably had the worst, probably the worst luck in the league last year in terms of losing games by two, three points. They weren't their own best friend there either. They contributed to a little bit of that themselves. I think there's a particular game against the Cowboys that comes to mind (laughs) where they failed to understand the rules for an onside kick. Yeah, and how how Dallas got away with that one is we're still we're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, as I said, yeah, um, they, looked, they had they had the, some of the worst luck last year. They did. They got um they got a new head coach as well. So maybe maybe 
maybe things will change a little bit for them, but um, I don't see a dramatic rise for them this year. Um, they only won the four games last year, and I reckon they're probably going to be around the same mark this year. Yeah, all right. We'll agree to disagree there. And just on your agreeing to disagree, it's time to move on to the next division, which is the final division, which is the West. And we're going to start off on every podcast's favourite listeners team, Braden Crocker's LA uh, Rams. I was going to say Lambs. (laughs) LA Rams, um, (laughs) which Braden has informed us that he has followed since they moved to LA. So um, he's obviously all over that. Which wasn't um, really all that long ago. No, no. But, um, you know, they must have an illustrious history if that's the case. So we will um, look at the, the questions that we're going to deal with, which is Goff out and Stafford in. Um, are they a genuine Super Bowl contender? Knowing very well, they did have a good start last season, didn't they? They did. Um, how big is the Cam Akers loss at running back? So... For um, the benefits of our favourite listener, Braden Crocker, hit us with your answers, boys. Well, the, first of the Cam Akers thing, uh, it'll all depend on whether Daryl Henderson can get fit because he, he teases year after year. Uh, well, he, he get... does, but they, um, I think they did a shrewd piece of business um, last week bringing in um, Sony Michelle from Michelle. the so... Patriots. And I... Let's not underrate how good a move that could be. Well, yeah, that's a very good. Well, it's it's a very good sub in for Acres, isn't it? it you're not going to replace a guy like for like that's as good as Acres, but um, look, Sony Michelle, that's a very very handy pickup. Yeah, he was very solid, solid quarterback at New England, and uh, I think he slotted in nicely. Yeah, I, uh, I rate and, that move so pretty him highly. And, uh, him and Henderson could form a pretty good duo. Well, well, that's the thing. You mentioned Henderson, but does having having someone like Sony Michelle there that can share the load? And obviously, Henderson's going to get a few more carries um, in Let's, tandem with Michelle. You'd imagine does that may is that maybe what he needs? Just a few more reps. Let's face it. Um, they got two of the best defensive players in the league on the other side of the ball as well. So. Oh. Well, that, yeah, exactly that'll, right. That'll, uh, that'll win them enough games. And in, as we've seen in the Super Bowl last year, um, defence matters. Yeah, 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 of course it does. So, uh, Donald and Ramsey and and Stafford, if, 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 uh, if Stafford starts well, I think he might be able to carry on with it. Um, there's not, nothing to suggest that he won't either because he put up some big, big years and big numbers at Detroit um, and he's never had this much talent around him. Yeah, and surely, and and they lost some inexplicable games last year against San Francisco with uh, Nick Mullins, and uh, they lost yeah. another game. They lost. They lost both games to, to the Forty Niners last year with but, with Mullins and Bethard, the starting quarterbacks. So does that does that, that hold them in good stead for this year, though, in terms of learnings? Yeah, I think so. I think so. They. They're a sneaky chance to win the NFC. I I definitely agree with that. Definitely agree there. They're in a very good position and they've got one of the better coaches in the league as well. 
Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. Um, McVeigh. One, one guy that I'm pretty high on, and I think he might be in for another, another big year. Um, is Tyler Higby at tight end? I mean, I was, I was big on him last year, but I think he might go to another level again this year. I think Stafford might find him a bit more. That's right. That that definitely make a a difference. And um, yeah, Stafford. Stafford knows how to find find the even smallest of openings, doesn't he? So they've got a massive upgrade here from Goff at quarterback, and that's why a lot of people are high on on the Rams this year, and why Jeremy said that they're they're not without a chance to win the NFC. Well, will they even win their own division? That's the first. Uh, well, is, first is this is this the toughest division in the? NFL, looking like it. See, I, I, I'm on a different path here though because I think the the Niners are going to be very, very good and, a, and another strong contender to win the NFC, um, and not just this division. Um, I'm not as big on on Seattle as a lot of people, um, but we'll leave that for when we actually get to them. But. Um, could could all four teams have a winning record potentially, but I think it's it's between the Niners and the Rams. I think, and the the, the Rams ha- now having Stafford um, is absolutely massive to their chances. Yeah, it gives them a bit of a leg up. Like this is this is a team that got to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, um, so they're in a much better position here, and that's why a lot of people are high on them. Okay. So it might be a good time to move on to the next team. And um, Jeremy left his heart in San Francisco, um, the 49ers. Um, how will the Jimmy G and Trey Lance experiment work? Uh, they have a lot of guys coming back from injury. Can they make it back to the Super Bowl? Wow, because they were nowhere near it last year, weren't they? They weren't. Uh, a lot of injuries. There are reasons for that. Um, I think... Especially getting Trey Lance, it'll put the heat on Jimmy G, if nothing else. So might even bring the best out of Jimmy G. You never know. But uh, Well, they, I mean, were just, they were just one, one overthrown pass from winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, they weren't they were far away from winning um, it. So let's not pretend that Jimmy G is no good. And uh, uh, they've, still got, they've still got Kyle Shanahan. They do. I'm looking forward to seeing what Kyle Shanahan can actually do with uh, Trey Lance, given the opportunity. How does he use him, though? I mean, I I hope for Trey Lance's sake, and this goes back to my assessment of Justin Fields as well, I think you've got more to lose than you've got to gain from rushing a rookie QB in, especially Trey Lance, who I've made no secret of how big a fan I am of his. Um, he's still a raw talent, and he's only started one game in college football in the last eighteen months as well. You, um, how's it? You know, they reckon uh, uh, we've been hearing people say they're going to just throw both out there, and so any any given offense doesn't know at the time which quarterback's coming out, which could be could be a little bit flawed. Um, well, when I. When I did the um, the NFL draft review a while back, um, I said that I they'd get Trey Lance and um, sit him for a year, 
and get him to learn the system under Garoppolo. Um, unless Garoppolo is absolutely awful, I don't see a reason for them to move away from that that plan. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. The proof will be in the pudding. If it doesn't work in the first few weeks, I think they'll just go back to Jimmy G unless. Lance sets the world on fire while he's out there. Um, well, let's not forget that they've got Josh Rosen as well. <laughs> yes. If we could avoid getting him on. Um, Nick, Nick Bosa. Yes, there's he's a name. Back he's back. That, um, I think that's probably going to get you more excited than just about anything to do with it, the Niners uh, this year, isn't it? My word, it did. He's uh, Before he got injured, he was, he was in his rookie season. He was probably in the top five edge rushes of the entire league. So... Um, Hopefully he can get somewhere near that. They also they also got a bit younger at uh, linebacker and corner as well. Uh, so uh, there are expectations there. Oh, and, and rightly so as well. I mean, this is this is a I think this is a roster that's capable of winning the Super Bowl. I don't want to get get anyone too excited here, but. They're very well coached. Kyle Shanahan would probably be a top three or four coach in the league. Yep. Um, and there's talent everywhere. I mean, you look at some of the receivers um, that they've got. Debo Samuel, um, he's probably one one of their probably unsung heroes, I would have thought. Um, George Kittle is top two tight end in the league. He can block, he can catch, he can he can do it all. Um, Brandon Ayuk had a very good rookie season. Well, he's only going to get better, and yep. exactly right, he's only going to get better. Um, there, there's a lot to like here in San Francisco, and and even as you look on the defensive side of the ball, there's there's a lot of talent there as well. And this yeah. is they're actually they're actually my pick. This is the kiss of death, Jez. Yeah, I know. they're, they're really... my pick to win the division. Uh, I'm screwed there. Um, yeah, they brought in uh, they brought in uh, D'Amico Ryan's to be the defensive coordinator. Uh, of course, after Robert Saleh got the got the Jets job. Yep. Uh, so it'll just be interesting to see how he goes. But so far, so good. Um, how do you rate the acquisition of Mohamed Sanu? He's much maligned so far. I wouldn't be. Wouldn't be. I think but, it's a, it's a, it's on a par with the acquisition of Emmanuel Sanders a couple of years ago. Yeah. If if I think there's got to be plays designed in specific moments for him, doesn't there? Yeah, I look. I don't think he'll be thrown out there for every snap. I'll say that. Um, Trent Williams definitely offers yep. a bit of protection there for yep. for whoever does line up at quarterback. Um, no, we, yeah, no, we've got some pretty reasonable offensive line. Uh, Raheem Mostert's back fit. Yeah, Javon Kinlaw's going to, again, he's going to build on his rookie season. Yeah. Um, couple him with Nick Bosa coming back, which we've already mentioned him, but it's worth mentioning him as much as we can because he is that good. Raheem Mostert at running back. I mean, there's there's playmakers and stars in most parts of the field here. Yeah, so yeah, we're looking good so far, but we're still nil-nil. No, that's right. Everyone's everyone's O and O at the moment. Everyone's O and O at the start. So okay, I, get I, th- I think we've well and truly done the San Francisco 49ers. The next team is the Arizona Cardinals. JJ Watt was a big off-season acquisition. 
But where are they headed? Is Cliff Kingsbury the right man to lead the team? Mm, um, That's the biggest question mark over the Cardinals this year, I think. Yeah, I'm not as high on the Cardinals as what others might be. There's there's potential there, but how much they need to harness a lot of it. Yeah, Um, Yeah, they'll need a lot of things to go right. Well, one thing that has gone right for them is the chemistry and understanding that's built up already between Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. So they'll be banking on that again. Yeah, they were um, banking, banking on that. JJ Watt obviously coming in. Um, doesn't it, doesn't it, hurt, does it? No, it doesn't hurt to have JJ there. <laughs> Rem- remains, to, remains to be seen uh, what, what kind of impact he can have. Um, yes, but he has been hurt a lot. He has, but the, the upside uh, for him is huge because yeah, he, he was, he was um, as good an edge rusher as there was in the game a few years back. Um, so they'll be looking to him to, to put pressure on the on the opposition quarterback. Um, and and uh, look, it really just comes down to his fitness, doesn't it? Yeah. I suppose you've got Chase Edmonds and, J- and James Connor as running backs. And if you want to count Kyler Murray as a running back as well, because he's about as tall as him. Yeah, well, he, he is. But um, uh, also AJ, AJ Green. He's got a very good arm too, does Kyler, though. But I, I don't think it's the strength of his arm that's in question. It's just his his accuracy and decision making at times. Yeah, so they got um, I don't know, they got they got names on paper, but they, yeah, I'm still not sold on it. It's still all got to come together, doesn't it? And they yeah. they only had eight wins last season. Can they build on that? I, I guaranteed uh, Cliff will lose them a couple of games, so they're going to have to. Well, be if, if he loses them a couple of games, does he also lose himself a job? Uh, very, very likely as well. If they, if they like, they could, they could go five and twelve, four and thirteen. Yeah. Um, how big a role can AJ Green play as as probably a foil to Hopkins? Oh well, he'll, he'll uh, he won't get as much attention as Hopkins. So, and that, and that opens up opportunities for him to be to be open, doesn't it? Yeah. Because yeah, um, Hopkins is going to be double teamed on most plays. I would have thought. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm reasonably high on Max Williams. He's he was been pretty good. So, but uh, now I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not sold on the Cardinals. Now, like I said, they had an eight win season. Uh, yeah, eight wins last season. There's an extra game this year, obviously, but. I think maybe eight and nine is where they sit again. Yep. And and look, then they're not they're not a poor team by any stretch. Um, but the biggest question mark will be will be over the coach in in Clingsbury. As I said, he might he might drop him a couple of games just by just by virtue of being him. Cliff's gonna cliff. Yep. Okay. Why Cliff's falling down the cliff? We'll move on to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, forget. Let Russell cook. Can Russell cook, or are they in for a lean, lean year? Well, they've got receiving much, options. DK uh, Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. It was um, pretty much it was pretty much Metcalf or Metcalf or bust last year. Yeah, but Tyler Lockett's still 
still no slouch. He, he had yeah, he's um, yeah. He had um a hundred receptions or a hundred targets last year anyway. Yeah, the, um they, have they protected Russ though? I, there, I don't think it, they have, no. Has the offensive line got any better? No. Nah, I, I honestly don't think it has and and that's the thing, like with with last year they were talking about let Russ cook, which was um more a thing to um Pete Carroll who's a defensively minded coach more often than not or well, not defensive, but conservative, sorry, was probably the better term on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and there was calls for him just to maybe give the keys to Russell Wilson and let him sort of make stuff up as he goes and and make plays as he sees them. But um, the longer last season went on, I think the worse that looked. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, the, 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 and there's been a lot of years. It's pretty uh, noteworthy of Seattle for a lot of years. They... They got themselves out of sticky situations and won because of Russ. Yeah, and won with a bit of fortune. Yep. If they have a year where that fortune doesn't actually go that way, that could actually snowball and turn into. But like you said, he's they've never really given him an offensive line of note, and they've done nothing to improve on that really. So, I mean, he's the last few years he's been hit. Um, just as much as any other quarterback. And I don't see that trend not continuing. He's, he's but, under a lot of pressure all the time. And, like, they're lucky he's as good as he is because um, the defense gets to him a lot. Yeah, it does. And he's, he's, he's got the ability to scamper for his life. But he, he having to, eventually, eventually, on law of averages, say they're going to get to you, aren't they? That's right. And they do get to him a lot. He doesn't get sacked maybe as much as someone who's under that much pressure should because he's able to get out of situations. But the the edge rushes and, and linebackers get to him with regularity. And that's he's 32, 33 years old now. So um, we, I think we're really going to start to see the effects of those hits um, on him more and yeah. more in the next couple of years. I think they might be putting some miles on the tires. Can you imagine Tom Brady with that offensive line? Oh, they'd... They wouldn't get many first downs, would they? No, no. <laughs> no or, or he wouldn't play many games because he, cause they, cause he'd be hurt. No, that's right. And like like we've said, we're like, they're lucky that Russell Wilson's as good as he is because he, there's still not much protection for him. No. no so, yeah, for, for mine... Uh, and the thing is, too, like <clears> in the <throat> off-season, Russell Wilson actually come out and said, I need protection and... And and made it made a deal of it and put the the organisation under pressure to get him protection and they didn't do it. Yeah, they didn't they didn't do what he asked. And uh, if I was to if I was to maybe pick a pick a win loss for them, or probably say maybe eight and nine, nine and eight. I actually think they could be a real slaughter. So they won the division last year. Um, and I don't think it's inconceivable to think that they can finish bottom of the division this year. Um, it, it's a very, very tough division, though. But, yeah, eight, nine or nine and eight, I think is probably about right for them. All right. So on the back of that, it's fair to say Seattle uh, Seahawks supporters won't be sleepless in Seattle. They'll get some good sleep watching their games. Oh, unless they're sleepless because they're so furious. 
Well, there's that too, but there's ang anger management services available for that sort of shit. So <laughs> um, we, we, we mustn't forget that. Now, we've got quite a few questions from um, listeners. I don't recall our number one listener, um, Braden Crocker, having a question, which is quite good because his questions can be quite complex and require a heavy heart when answering. But um, we'll get through as many as we can. We've got to understand that we have taken a fair bit of time and we don't want to be boring our listeners um, throughout um, our discussions. Now, the first one, um, Hamish Love has sent a series of questions from what I can gather on social media. <clears throat> he started off with the NFC West. Who is the best place to win the division? I think Woody said before it was San Francisco. All right. <laughs> so we can briefly move on to the next one. Will big name signings help or hurt the Cardinals? Did you flirt with that or not? Um, yeah, I think they'll look good on paper, but I'm not sure if they'll it'll work out. So they could be the paperback heroes. Mm -hmm. uh, paperback yeah, hero. good chance, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, have the 49ers missed the chance to go back to the Super Bowl with the current team? Certainly not. Certainly not, no. And, um, <clears throat> they're as good a chance as any team in the NFC. Will the Rams-Stafford trade fall flat? I don't think so. Unlikely. It's um, yeah. It's got a lot more upside and very little downside. <clears throat> and lastly, will Russ Wilson go back to another Super Bowl? I don't think so. Uh, <clears throat> no. Not with All Seattle. Right. Moving along, Ian Tomlinson. Will we see a different side of Darnold now he has a com competent organisation behind him? Or will the ghosts of the Jets still haunt him? No, I think Woody and I pointed <clears> out <throat> that uh, I think Donald might flourish in the... We're, we're pretty uh, bullish on him, aren't we? I yeah. think he's in a <clears throat> very good situation. He'll flourish cool. by the virtue of the fact that he isn't at the Jets. And look, guys, you're handling the questions well that have already probably been answered in your rambles from earlier, just referring back to it, which is good. Um, so, Tom Palmer, when does Fields come in for Dalton. Is Kingsbury on the hot seat if Arizona struggle? And does the Seahawks choose between Russ and Pete if the season doesn't get to the championship game? A uh, little bit to dissect there. <laughs> a, little bit, a, bit, a bit to dissect. What was the first question? Oh, gosh. Well, yes. Um, can I just request the listeners, can you please put a question mark after each statement you want answered so it's easier for us fools. Uh, there's, there's Clingsbury. Um, yeah, Clingsbury definitely. I think he would be the favourite to be the first coach sacked, wouldn't he? Yep. Oh, it's easy to coach. Good for us novices. Also, when does Fields come in for Dalton? Uh, if they know what's good, if they know what's good for them, he doesn't, unless there's an injury. Which you pretty much referred to that it would be fine if you win yeah, eighteen games um, without a game. The problem, the problem they're going to have though is the Bears fans are all in on Fields to the point where, in the preseason when Dalton was <clears> actually <throat> on the field, um, they were booing him and chanting Fields' name. <laughs> yeah, but the the bottom line is you can't you can't stop stupidity anyway. Um, and what was the other part of that question? There was. Um, 
the Seahawks choosing between Russell they're, and Pete. They're all, they're all separate questions. I'm working yep. on towards the Seahawks bit. Does the Seahawks choose between Russ and Pete if the season doesn't get to the championship game? <clears throat> yeah, it depends on Russ's state of mind, I suppose. Yeah, well, he was was keen to get out of there at some point during the preseason or the, the off-season, but... Um, yeah, so a poor year, a poor year might extensionate. <coughs> well, it does throw a spanner in the works because, as we said, Russell Wilson's, what, mid-30s nearly now, and um, Pete Carroll's 70 years old, so you've got an ageing coach and an ageing quarterback, and maybe you do what Philly did and get rid of both of them. It'd be very interesting if they have a eight and nine season and miss the playoffs. Um, there could be a big upheaval in Seattle. Um, does um, Russell Wilson break to a cool, cool world? Yeah, uh, in uh, it might be um, Pete's cool world. Yes, yeah, there you go. Could be, or um, the summer of '81. Anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll move on. Um, Hamish Love, the Seahawks. How they have grown from last year and how the weakening of the te- of teams like the Rams, Packers and Saints will see them having a deep playoff run this year. Oh, I, think, I don't think the Rams are weakened at all. I was going to say, did he say the Rams were weakened? I'd say they're strengthened. The weakening of teams like the Rams, Packers, Saints. I think <clears throat> the Packers and Saints might be slightly weaker, but they'll still be very good. Um, the Rams definitely aren't weaker, um, but no, I don't. I think if there's a big slider, um, it's going to be Seattle. Okay, <clears throat> as we said, and there'll be plenty of sleep for people in Seattle during the games. Um, and then Ian Tomlinson's come back again. He's saying, "Now there could be multiple questions here, so I'll just go through it." Is Zimmer on the hot seat this season? And how much longer can the Vikings put up with Cousins' antics given that Zimmer may be on the hot seat and he's been provided with two of the most exciting offensive weapons in the NFL in Jefferson and Cook? Uh, I think if I think if things don't go well for the Vikings this year, it's definitely <clears throat> a, a quarterback change, a coaching change, or both. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be a middle-of-the-road team again. Um, which is not what the Vikings are after. So I'm leaning towards Jez and think they both could be out the door. Oh, well. Well, there you go, listeners. You've heard it from our couch of experts. You may refer to them as experts. You may refer to them as other um, four-letter words. But um, the bottom line is that's their view. That's how they see the season playing out. And throughout the season, we will um, probably come back to this and some of these rash statements and see if the boys were smoking a wacky tobacco or uh, <laughs> if they were drinking too many of the um, <clears throat> craft the beers yeah, on the Kool-Aid, as um, the water boy um, was accused of having. Oh, we, we forgot to mention Fitzmagic at Washington, too. <clears throat> well, there you go. You've just mentioned well, uh, only, only round Only rounds one to six. Rounds one to six Fitzmagic, not rounds uh, um, 15 to 17. I want to qualify that by saying I didn't forget to mention him. I just didn't think it was worth mentioning. <laughs> and um, I'm on board. I'm on the, <clears throat> I'm on the Fitz Magic train. Well, you you jump on the Fitz Magic train. I'll jump on the Jameis Winston well, train, and we'll see who's oh, see who's in a better position. He, he, even though even though we um, are an NFL episode here, I just want to put it to Woody. 
Um, who's bottom of the table in the Bundesliga? Um, look, thank you for bringing that up. Um, it does pain me to say, but it is Borussia Mönchengladbach. There you go. Well, well it will be Bundesliga 1 or 2. They won't cease to be Borussia Mönchengladbach. Oh, look, I think even if they do drop a division, we'll still um, find, find reasons to mention them. I think so, too. And look, this has been the NFL show. Um, feel free to provide us with feedback through our usual um, channels, which is obviously Twitter, Facebook, and email. Um, just use the old MPO um, it, it's in your searches on Facebook and on Twitter. You'll find us. But it's MPO Sports Podcast at gmail.com, isn't it, um, Woody? No, just MPO Podcast. There you go, MPO Podcast. There you go. So just remember MPO is where it's at and give it a bit of a hit. Hit us up. Um, I know the emails themselves have been a bit quiet, but um, that is another option if you don't want the whole world seeing your question or your opinion. But um, um, since we've really ramped up the NFL discussions, um, the Facebook page is going gangbusters at the moment. And I'm sure um, Woody will offend some people via MPO on Twitter, as he does fine. <laughs> he, he's, he's seriously the man of many identities when it comes to Twitter. So just just understand <laughs> that's that. To, that's, <clears throat> just, that's, that's not hard for Woody, though. That's like breathing. No, that's right. We did, did, did manage to score a block from Rowan Connolly, by the way. <laughs> MPO did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He just can I just say, listeners, if you ever get the opportunity, Kane the man, he's a fool. Uh, he blocked myself for pointing out the language he used ages ago on the Twitter. That's that's when I went looking for him the other day. That's what I worked it out because he was mouthing off f this f that about something, and I wrote down, well, that's really professional Rowan or something like that, and he's blocked me on that. So. All, all you need to do is disagree <clears throat> with him. Yeah, and look, there are some tosses in this world that you would love to see happened to walk across a busy Burke Street and get hit by a car, and Rowan's at the top of the list. <laughs> on, uh, on the on the contrary, I I, uh, I tweeted to I tweeted to Rowan during the during the footy on Friday on was it Friday or Saturday night. I think I've seen that. How good are Andrew's hamburgers? And he uh, he did retweet it because they're sponsors of his podcast. No, of course he did because he's a self bloody. <laughs> well, what's the word I'm looking for? He's a self bloody. Um, marketing prick. Anyway, right, let's just let's, just before before we wrap up and before we wind thing. down, just a question without notice, Jez. If you've got to pick a team to win the NFC and a player from the NFC were to win the MVP, who would it be? Uh, putting my uh, obvious biases aside, I might actually back. No, nah, I, I still can't go past Tampa. Yep, no, I'm, I'm going to do what you want to do and say the Niners. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. And I, uh, I think uh, Brady could win the MVP too. And as we alluded to earlier, I am all aboard the Jameis train, so I'm going to say him. Okay, so Woody's back on the wacky tobacco. It's time to go. Um, cheerio to everyone. We love you, Rowan. Let's go. And uh, stay tuned for our AFC preview show as well which will probably be recorded next Sunday night, weather pending and availabilities. Anyway, it's bye from the NPO team, and we will be back very soon.